0: Thank you for tuning in to Healthyish and welcome. If this is your first time, this is the podcast from Body and Soul with myself, Felicity Harley. She is back. Dietitian Susie Burrell is here to fill us in on another nutrition quandary. This time we are opening up the supermarket milk fridge, which is cluttered with many varieties, leaving us questioning which ones are the best for our health. Susie is one of Australia's leading dietitians, has a very successful podcast called The Nutrition Couch, and is the resident dietitian on Sunrise. You can also listen to Susie. She's up on Extra Healthy-ish talking about the fat balance. Hmm, Interesting one, that one. Anyway, you know where to get that. Just search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Lizzie, welcome into Body and Soul HQ. It's so nice to see you in the flesh. Look at us so professional in here. I know, I listeners, it. we're in the studio
1: rather than on Zoom. Which is not always the best quality, so this should be <laughs> <Yeah>. pristine.
0: <laughs> Talking about plant milks. Now, tell us, how do they stack up? Nutritionally, against cows' milk. Oh, it's the inter- internal, eternal question we all want to know.
1: Well, it's misleading in a way because they're referred to as milk, but nutritionally, fundamentally different in general. And the key nutrients that tend to be the most different between an animal-based milk and and most plant-based milks is that they really don't have very much protein and and no natural calcium. The exception to that is soy milk. So soy milk is probably the best nutritionally when it comes to mimicking the profile of of cow's milk. So it's actually quite high in in plant-based protein and has a range of other nutrients, which is a bit different to the other sort of oat and almond, which, you know, for want of a better term, you might say they're more like a a nut or an oat water if you're being really honest about it. So what
0: nutrients are we getting then from plant milks?
1: naturally you're not really getting a whole lot if we're being honest about the almond milk the oat milk you know their formulations for want of a better word of, of sort of a small amount of oat or in the case of an almond milk about three to six percent almond and then you'll see on the nutritional label there's water there's oils to mix it stabilizes sugars to try and create a consistency and a texture and then in some cases they may also fortify with things like calcium or a range of vitamins so they're, they're profoundly different which is I guess the concern nutritionally because if people just replace it and think of it as milk they're perhaps not realising they're getting very little calcium in particular for women is my major concern because the issue of course with low intakes of dietary calcium particularly for women 30s 40s 50s is that it has a a profound effect on bone health potentially long term so you're not aware of it today or tomorrow and then you get to your 50s or 60s and have osteopenia because perhaps you've been inadequate in dietary calcium for 20 or 30 years so the exception to that is soy milk. Soy milk is a relatively good source of dietary protein and most mainstream soy brands are having decent amounts of uh, micronutrient uh, fortification so you'll find things like vitamin b12 and and quite good amounts of calcium about 300 milligrams per serve but you do need to check because of course you go to baristas and barista style milks again are different and are often not fortified.
0: It's so confusing sometimes, especially when you stand in front of the milk fridge. There are so many types there. Actually, just quickly, where should we get our calcium if we are on plant-based milks, we're a woman, and we are worried about bone health?
1: So if you are choosing your almond milk, your oat milk, and first of all, try and get one that is fortified with calcium. So that's the first tip. But for whatever reason, if that's not the case, you may not have a preference for those brands. Some of the best sources, unhulled tahini is extremely rich. So that's a really smart addition to your daily diet. Contrary to popular opinion, green leafy vegetables, Are actually quite low in calcium overall. They've got some, but nowhere near the amounts that you would be getting in a dairy milk or even a plant-based milk that's fortified. Some other, some reasonably good sources are, are funnily enough, some tinned fish that have bones in it. So things like sardines and even tinned salmon can have up to you know three four hundred milligrams per serve, which is almost half a recommended daily intake. So they're a really smart food. Not great if you're on a plant-based diet, though. Admittedly, Uh, (laughs) Um, you can find also calcium fortified tuna, and then there's a few other products you can sometimes find it in um, orange juices fortified food some types of tofu may have it there's a new soy yogurt on the market that has some finally we've got that um, and you can get a bit from legumes nuts and seeds but it is really worth a check to make sure you're getting at least close or at least one really rich natural source per day because it is a, a nutrient that can really suffer on a diet that doesn't have any kind of animal product in it good tips what about
0: you know, often when we look at plant milks on the labels, they can have added sugars, oils. What should we be concerned about here or
1: is it is it okay? It's, it's a good question because, of course, in dairy milk, there's naturally occurring lactose sugar anyway and that's why when you look at the label of, of milk, it has sugar. It's not added. It's naturally occurring lactose. Or in the case of soy milk, you'll again have a natural type of sugar that's coming from the legume. In the case of the oat and the almond milk, for example, They do have, you can have unsweetened varieties that don't have sugar added some of the richer tasting ones particularly the barista blends will have some sugar in it and the amounts vary if we're probably honest it's not a huge amount overall you know certainly it's less than some of the lactose that you're naturally getting from a cow's milk um but it really is only serving to sweeten the food it's not naturally occurring and the same with the oils it's it is on the label and you'd look and say oh well i don't want oil in my milk but it's probably a relatively small amount overall um and in the case of things like almond and unsweetened oat milk you're really not getting very much at all it's quite low in calories so as long as 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 my client, for example, is ticking the box on their calcium intake or if they're having their coffee or their their perceived milk-based coffee with breakfast, that they're getting another source of protein because that you're not getting that from, say, an almond milk coffee in the morning. What about you? I mean, you're a dietitian. What sort of milk do you drink, and why? Well, I was a child of the '80s and '90s, so I'm skim all the way, baby. Skim. You know We had light milk from when I as long as I can remember at home. And nutritionally, you know, people will say, "Oh, but saturated fat's important." Now, in Australia, we get plenty of saturated fat. Um, we get it mainly from our dairy and our meat, or our um, processed snack foods, our banana breads, and treat-type foods. So, when you model diets, you know, we don't really need extra saturated fat from dairy. Most of us, indeed. Until the age of five or even a little bit older in childhood, the kids need it for brain development. So I certainly don't recommend uh, low or reduced fat milks for kids under five or even a bit older if there's no concern about weight gain. Um, But for adults, there's no real benefit to having the extra fat from milk unless you really love it. And certainly I grew up in that time where we didn't love that mouthfeel of fat. So I've always used skim. Um, and I prefer it Um, but if I have a client who prefers full cream milk I won't say no I will look at their overall diet profile and see where it it fits but I'm certainly I have to be honest I'm not a plant milk person nutritionally as a dietitian I like the food to be giving me something nutritionally or at least love the taste so I don't look at that as a food um, that I would enjoy or need to have in my diet it's certainly not my preference but I have plenty of clients who do so we work with it
0: Look, I'm also a child of the 80s, but I love a full cream milk. But perhaps I didn't appreciate how high in saturated fat it actually is. So I have cut back over the years when I had my cholesterol tested and it was up a bit. And I'm like, wow, that maybe that's because of all this
1: milk that I drink. It can be. It's usually not one food. It's usually the overall profile of the diet or just what your liver's doing. So certainly with women, unless there's a risk of heart disease, even with slightly elevated cholesterol, I'd want to see what their calcium score is in their arteries before I'd be overly concerned about one food like milk. But most adults could easily have a serve of full cream milk per day if they loved it with no cause for concern. The issue is, though, if then they're having cheese and then they're having two full cream coffees a day, which are large, and then they're having chocolate at night. So, you know, if I'm calculating saturated fat, we sort of want to keep it below 20, 30 grams a day. You are going to get about 10 grams from a full cream milk coffee, so you do need to take it into account. Um, but if that's something that you love, I, you know, we can always factor it in. You've just got to see a good dietitian who can put it in there for you, and make sure it's
0: all balanced a out. That's what I allow myself. <laughs> Susie, thank you for coming on
1: Healthy-ish. Pleasure. Enjoy your
0: coffees. Well, there you have it. Plant-based milks versus full cream milk and really it's just down to what works for you and your body at the end of the day anyway if you do want more from Susie she is up on extra healthy-ish talking about the fat balance more from us bodyandsoul.com.au join the conversation via body and soul on instagram facebook or tiktok anyway thank you for listening in to this chat with Susie and I and if you have a moment we'd love it if you could rate review and subscribe to this podcast and until tomorrow stay healthy-ish